This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Bill Humbert. He is the author of Expect Success, the science of the over 50 career search. Bill, it's great to have you back. Taryn, it's so much fun to be here with you. Likewise. And I say it's great to have you back because you were here not too long ago for your second book, which was Employee 5.0, Secrets of a Successful Job Search in the New World Order. Just wanted to get that plug in. Um, And now you're here for the third. So congratulations on your third book, first and foremost. Thank you. Uh, just before we get before we get into this book and tackle it, I, clearly you're so passionate about this topic. Tell everybody why. Tell us a little bit about your your professional background, Bill. So over 40 years of recruiting, I've worked with candidates, and many of them went about their search the wrong way. And for the past 26 years, I've been coaching people, professionals, on how to find their next career. And so it all kind of came together and that became my passion is, you know, humans are so wonderful because we're so creative that we find new ways of doing bad things. <laughs> and, and so that- Spot on, spot on, Bill. <laughs> and that for me is, is, is fun. But on the other hand, I just go, oh my gosh. So you've been a career coach, a recruiter, kind of give us, tell us a little more specifically about your, your, your vast wealth of knowledge in this, in this topic. Well, with over 40 years of professional recruitment experience, so I'm not talking HR, I'm talking professional recruitment, and 26 years of career coaching experience, my combined experience is very unique. Where's the genesis of this passion? I mean, where does it come from? You know, I'm the oldest of seven kids, grew up outside of D.C. in a really small house. And we just were taught to help others. And and so that's probably the genesis of it right there. I'm just curious, what was your first job? You know, were you recruited? What was that experience? Is that, some, is that something you build upon? <laughs> Well, it depends on whether you talk about entrepreneur or first job. The entrepreneur was when I was seven. And that was this first summer that my parents allowed me to ride my bicycle to the local shopping center. And there was a penny candy store in there. So I bought 25 cents worth of candy, which filled my pockets. And I had two younger sisters and I came home and they saw my pockets full of candy. And they said, where'd you get the candy? I sit up at the candy store. Would you get some for us? Now, I don't know where this came from, but it just dropped on me. And, and I said, sure, but it'll cost you 25 cents each for traveling charges. Yeah. 
<laughs> Labor and, costs, right. <laughs> that's right. And so our parents gave us 25 cent uh, allowance every week for doing things around the house. And so every two weeks, they would give me 25 cents for candy and 25 cents for a traveling charge through that entire summer. And then the next summer, I learned about uh, what the market will bear and government interference. So I raised my price for traveling to a dollar and the market didn't bear that. They went to my mom and complained. And so my mom came to me and said, you can't do that anymore. And then she said, I'll give you $5 a week if you mow the grass. And I went, I'm in. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Right. All right. So, so, you know, such a unique anecdote, because when I was seven, I was not entrepreneurial in that capacity. So clearly it's just something that drives you. And then you may, you know, you teased us. And what about your first real job as an adult? You know, how did that, how did that impact or influence, so to speak, what you do now? My first job out of college was selling life insurance. And you know, I lasted a whole five months selling life insurance and actually did sell some policies. But what I got out of that was they had two weeks of sales training right at the very beginning. And I'm still using the closes that I learned in that sales training today as a recruiter. There you go. So it's just a, a lesson that you pick up every experience. You pick up little nuggets along the way that 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 stick with us for a reason. Um, all right. Well, that said, Bill, let's tackle this book. The title really stuck out to me because it, wording is very specific. I know authors, you know, toil over titles uh, again and again and again. The science of the over 50 career search. Why did you use that term science? Because that's very specific. Most people aren't aware of that career search is a science, right? And, and so there are actually four different areas of science that are involved in the career search. And until I coach somebody or until they read my book, they have no clue. Yeah, so I mean, so give us a little, tell us a little bit, you know, don't give it all away, but for someone who's not familiar, right? You know, I don't like science. I don't wanna buy this book. Tell us why they should, you know, should be interested in science in this capacity. Absolutely. So the first area of science to consider is mathematics. So you have algorithms, you have salary negotiation, you have numbers of candidates. It's throughout the entire process, there is mathematics involved. Then the second science is computer science. And in computer science and the applicant tracking systems and the HRIS systems, you have what they call artificial intelligence. Personally, I call it artificial, artificial intelligence. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> and we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah. The, the third is the science of psychology. And it's how you think and how you feel and also how the manager thinks and how the manager feels. And it's important as a candidate to be empathetic and understand when the manager is going, uh, I don't think this is the right person, and then be able to revive it at that point. The fourth science is sociology. And so companies struggle to find people who are a cultural fit. And sociology is the science that determines that. When did you accrue all that knowledge, all you know, the science, the sciences involved? Was that a step-by-step -step process or was there a light bulb moment? Oh, it was aha, total aha. <laughs> <laughs> aha. <laughs> Love it. 
Tell us, tell us why, when? It was probably um, two years ago when I was coaching a person who was looking for a new position and, and, and they were just struggling. And so then, and they were a technical person. So I thought, well, maybe if I talk in terms of science, then I can help clear up these. And, and it's amazing. It worked that way. It's, yeah. It was, it was great. No, I mean, it all makes sense as you read the book. You touched upon AI. I have so many questions, Bill. I, I mean, even just the, the, the chapter on resume writing is just fascinating um, because, you, you know, you assume people know these things, but, but they don't. Um, back to AI for a moment. You say that most job descriptions rarely reflect the job. And then when you sort of, you know, tweak your resume to that job, you know, AI is picking up things that they're not looking for. Did I say that the right way? Kind of, kind of explain that in layman's terms. So in my experience as a recruiter, so you'll see the hats going like this, right? Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> so in my experience as a recruiter, what I have found when I've worked with a client that usually their job description really doesn't match what it is that they want me to look for. And that is a great help for when I'm coaching people. Now, you got to think about HR. HR is an administrative compliance organization. They're not a sales organization. And so that's, that's their mindset. And if they, for some reason, put must have a high school diploma, what will happen? The AI will look at a person with a Harvard MBA and say, oh, no high school diploma. Right. So it's okay. artificial, artificial intelligence. So what, what, what's the, the quick bit of advice there to, to get past that, the, the uh, you know, nebulous part of AI to get to that, you know, to get weeded out, to actually get to that live person in HR? You don't want to go to HR. HR is not your friend. Okay, that's a bold statement. <laughs> it is. Well, remember, I've been a recruiter for over 40 years. And many of my clients, I didn't even know who was in HR. I went directly to the manager. And so for candidates, they need to network their way in. And I'll give you a metric that's really important. And this comes from the career transition industry, used to be known as outplacement. Only 8% of all jobs are filled through posting online and praying that the right person sees your resume. Is that right? Only 8%. Wow. That's a significant statistic. So you're saying the other 92% are found how? Just direct personal networking and referrals, live to live referrals? Networking is about 74 to 76%. And then the rest are career fairs and sure. other sorts of ways. Wow, that's really something. All right, well, so much to get to. Uh, real quickly, why did you pick this topic, though, the over 50 career search? In, uh, so COVID began in the shutdown was March 15th, 2020. From March 15th, 2020 to December 31st, 2020, my business pivoted to coaching professionals to find their next job. And I helped 32, I coached 32 professionals to find another job in that period of time. And out of that 32, only four were less than 50. 
only four. Wow. Uh, uh, and why was that? Those others were, were they laid off due to the pandemic? Everybody that I spoke with, with the exception of two, were laid off due to the pandemic. And, okay. and it was just, you know, the ones that came to me to get help. Yeah. I mean, but it really is chaos. You know, when you think about it, you have someone who's working at a firm for, let's say, 30 years, a once in a lifetime pandemic hits, they find themselves out of work. They haven't written a resume in over 30 years. And they're like, now what? And that's why this book is so critical and so helpful because it really is kind of the 101 for anybody who's maybe a little rusty and out of the game. And Bill, in the book, you actually have a personal anecdote related to this topic. Can you share that one with us? Absolutely, Taryn. This is fun. During that 32 people in 2020, one of them was a CFO of a company for 38 years, and he was laid off. And he came to me, he was 66 years old. And he came to me and he said, I still want to work but I'm afraid nobody's going to hire me. And I said, ah, no, you don't worry about that. Let's go out and find that job. And we worked hard. I helped him create his new resume and I showed him how to network. He found a new job with another organization as CFO working part-time and making more money than he was at his previous firm. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. Wow. I mean, that says it all, right? I mean, that, that's incredible. I mean, clearly you need a coach like you, uh, you know, helping to, to thread that needle. Um, by the way, do you, do you, do people hire you in a, on a personal, like one-on-one basis? I assume they do, as, as you just mentioned, in addition to the books, right? If you go to your website. Absolutely. I have, I'm working with two women, one in Chicago and one in San Francisco right now. Great. Okay. So people, people should be aware. Sometimes people want that one-on-one time, um, which I, I completely understand. Here's a question I think on everyone's mind, Bill, what is, would you say the biggest mistake people make in this arena in terms of the job search slash resume writing? Well, think about it. Indeed does a great job marketing and they're saying, Hey, apply the jobs here and you'll be working no time. And LinkedIn does the same thing. Well, the biggest mistake is for people to believe that. Because when they believe it, then all they're going to do is post and pray, like I demonstrated before. They need to network. 
they need to go around Indeed, use Indeed and LinkedIn to find the jobs and find the companies and then go around and talk to the managers. Gotcha. That makes sense. And and just on this idea, you know, there's so many secrets revealed in the book. Anything else uh, you can kind of tease us with some other secrets that people can expect? Well, you know, salary negotiation is something where nobody ever gets trained. <laughs> and salary negotiation, as a recruiter, I'm the guy who does that, right? I work with you, find out what number you're interested, go to the manager, kind of talk to the manager. And then I come back to you with the offer. So I know how to negotiate salary and I know what you should say. And I know what you better not be saying. I did want to, I mentioned earlier, I did want to just touch upon, you know, so, so much invaluable information, but um, really, you know, interesting titles that grab you. One is LinkedIn literacy and lunacy. I don't know if we'll get to the lunacy part, but step four, and by the way, you, you put your chapters in steps, which I appreciate as opposed to chapters, because it is a, it is a step-by-step process. I think that's more relatable. So bravo. Resume writing secrets revealed. And it just, it, very it just they seem like common things, but you say you don't you know drop the pronouns. There's no I. There's no me. You also say write in the past tense, even in your current job. Is that a, is that a mistake that most people make? It's a mistake that some people make. Okay. Not everybody, but some people fall into that. Okay, and what what's the problem with something like that? You know, as opposed to. Um, so, so to give an example, you're saying implemented X, Y, Z and, and getting rid of the I. And, but in your current position, you, you never want to say currently implementing X, Y, Z, currently managing. And what, what is the reason for that? It's just the convention and resume writing. And, and the other thing that it does is it makes the power word first. It's not the pronoun, it's the power word. The power word. So what is your recommendation? I mean, are, are, are certain verbs in the past tense part of, part of AI? Not so much the verbs uh, necessarily. It's, it's more the um, specific tasks, duties, responsibilities that are, that are picked okay. up by AI. Got but it. occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, AI can be really dumb. For instance, let's say you use the word implement, but it's looking for implements. Yeah. It just, it says, Matt, you didn't get implements. You, you had that other word, implement. So you're helping people beat the AI? I mean, is that, is that what you're trying to do? Or are you saying, are you in this book, are you saying avoid the AI and here's how to get that job elsewhere? Absolutely. So think about this. You need to speak the language of the company. So you take verbiage from the job description, and then maybe your company didn't have the same terms for the same jobs. So you put their terms in, and then that makes the manager happier feeling inside that, oh, this person's a good match. He speaks my language. But, it, but is it true, though, that some resumes or CVs that are that do get the go-ahead from AI, they will get to the HR manager? Some. Okay, okay. But but you have to have an 85% score 
on the AI in order for somebody from HR to call you. And, and remember, they're compliance administrative people. They're not salespeople. Right. All right. So at the end of the day, Bill, okay, I'm looking, I'm over 50. I'm looking for a new job. Do, is it your recommendation that I click on something on LinkedIn and, and submit or no? You go to LinkedIn, you see the job that interests you. And then the other thing you do is you click on the company on LinkedIn, and then you'll see C employees on LinkedIn. And then you click on that. And then you look down that list and see if you can find somebody that you know and contact them directly and say, hey, can you introduce me to the manager? You talk about um, resumes in the chronological format versus a functional format. Uh, you know, one of those, you know, do you put it in the order that you did the job or kind of related to the functions of what you're doing? And really just really great stuff that, you know, you often question, but you're really the authority on it. Uh, tell us about your next book. What, what's, what's to come? Well, I'm going to switch hats and I'm going to go to the talent attraction side of things because talent attraction by its very sound is different than talent acquisition. Companies talk about talent acquisition. Wouldn't it be better to be attracting people to you as opposed to trying to go out there and acquire people? Right, yeah. And that's, that's my next book. Excellent. Well, yeah, words matter. Um, final question, because I've heard this. Is it true that when most jobs are posted online, online like places LinkedIn or Indeed, that the job is actually already filled, that it's just a law that they have to post it, but in all reality, it's actually already in process. And that's why when you submit, it's like you've already, you're already out of the game. Is that true? Not necessarily. You know, some HR departments will post every job. The others that may have been stung by EEOC or by, you know, one of their audits will definitely post every job. They may or may not have candidates for it, but even if they do, they will post it. All right. Well, so much to get to. I feel like we barely scratched the surface, but like I said, I, I can't stress this word enough, just invaluable things that you question, you're not sure, but you really you write it in such a user-friendly way. And a lot of people over 50, I think that even if you're not over 50, you know, all these, all these rules are applicable um, and you give real life examples. So bravo on another terrific book. And we really can't wait for the next one for um, attraction as opposed to acquisition. Thank you, Taryn. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it too. All right, we'll see you again soon. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. That's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.